walk in the victory. Turn to your neighbor and say, my God always causes me to win. Amen. Amen. We're going to make our confession, and I believe God has a word for us today. And I believe that um, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. So whatever you have need of today, God has more than enough. Amen. Let's say it. I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me, and I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. Well, give somebody a high five, and you can be seated. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We're on the last of uh, Next Step Faith this morning, and I believe that every time we uh, start to do something new for God or we step out in a way that we've never walked before, um, we have to know what to do in that situation. And today's message is, get yourself together. <laughs> Amen? Now, we talked about God gives us a measure of faith and uh, that we're steadfast in faith no matter what happens. And we know there will be resistance. Say this, when God's on the move, there's always resistance. That's because we are running with the ball and the enemy is trying to stop us. But we always make the goal. Amen? We're always going to get to that end zone. And when we get there, you know how they do when they get a touchdown. They can't spike the ball anymore, but they do a little war dance down there. I believe all of us will do a war dance when we see those things that God has for us. How many of you know you're in a war? We are in a battle from the time you get saved. The devil doesn't mess with you before you know the Lord. But once you know the Lord, he is coming to steal the word. Number one, that you're saved. He's the accuser of the brethren. We welcome all of you that are watching online this morning. And this word, get yourself together, actually started in my heart um, back in the beginning of the year. And it was in Faith to Faith. And Brother Copeland wrote a little bit about this. And how can two walk together except they be agreed? And we know that in that scripture, in that context, it's talking about being in agreement with God. Uh, that's the first step to moving forward in anything that God says is to be in agreement with God. Not, not your neighbor, not your best buddy, not your spouse, not your kids, not your friends. You're supposed to be in agreement with God. Everybody say with God. So the first word that you hear uh, from the Lord sometimes isn't a word that you give. Could I say that again? Sometimes when you hear from the Lord, you don't go share that immediately. Why? Because you got to get yourself together. <laughs> because as soon as you speak what you've heard the Lord say, you know that all hell is going to come against that word if it's from God. Because God tries to, I mean, the devil tries to stop God's word immediately. You know, it says the sower sows the word, but the devil comes immediately to steal that word. Some of you will leave church today, and when you get in the parking lot, the enemy will be there to try to convince you of some reason why you can't do what you hear today. We need to be wise, people. We cannot be sitting around thinking, oh, that was just wonderful. That's going to last until next year. No, like it'll last until you meet your first resistance. And then you have to start speaking what the word of God says. Uh, that's, that's when last week we talked about a servant's heart. That's when you decide it's not about me. It's about what God's got for me to do for him. And he'll take care of me. It is all about you. Because Jesus died, and it was all about you. 
he died for you on Calvary. But after you receive the Lord, you have to know God then is going to grow you up and take care of you. And then you're on assignment. You have joined the Lord's army. And there's great things to, to take over. And so as this uh, said, get yourself together. It says uh, when it comes to faith, and that's what we're talking about, next step faith, a lot of believers feel like they have one foot nailed to the ground. No matter how hard they try, they just can't seem to make any progress. Have you ever felt like that? That's because when you hear the word, you got to get yourself together. And let me tell you what that means. If you'll watch them, you can see why. They literally haven't gotten themselves together. One minute they're telling you, oh, yes, amen, I believe the word. Hallelujah, glory to God. I just watched something on television, and it's on me, in me, around me. And then the next minute they'll be spouting unbelief like it's going out of style. I know God says it'll pros I'll, he'll prosper me, but I tell you what, my business is doing so badly. It's about to give me ulcers. I can't even sleep at night for worrying about it. But bless God, that's the next time they turn on the TV. But they don't have themselves together. How do you get yourself together? Well, first you have to realize that you're a triune being. You have a spirit, you have a soul, and you have a body. And next step faith, the first thing you have to do is get yourself in agreement with you and the word of God. And that's not always easy. How many of you know your mind just will say all kinds of things to you? And, and you're so excited when you hear it, but then you start to do it. And then you think, did I hear that? And the first thing the enemy says is, you can't do that. We all know about you. You know, you failed the last time you tried to do this. And probably you did. At some point, you have to be able to say, I never fail. I get back up and go again. I never stop. I'm not a failure. And then he says, start the first thing. Everybody say, first things first. You have to start feeding your spirit on the word of God, just like the body produces physical strength when you nourish it with food. The spirit produces spiritual strength. You will have to have spiritual th strength to do spiritual things. It doesn't come from the natural. And then it says that spiritual thing, strength is called faith. Develop that faith, and instead of your spirit being dominated by the other two areas, which are your soul and your body, then you won't be controlled by them your spirit man will be in agreement with the spirit of God and you will be able to get your mind renewed, which it says in Romans 12, 1 and 2. But until you get that solidified in your spirit, you're not going to renew your mind. You're going to waffle. And then it goes on, it says you keep, keep your soul in line. How many of you know your soul is your will, your mind, and your emotions? If your mind is getting screwed up, your emotions don't do anything. Then your emotions get messed up and then your mind doesn't know what to do. And your body is just saying, gimme, 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 gimme. I know, because I used to smoke. You know, my body said, give me a cigarette. Give me a cigarette fast, because God's liable to say quit, and you're going to have to not have another one. So keep them lit. <laughs> Everybody say, that's emotion. That's when you have three kids, and you're a single mom, and you don't have very much money, and you're trying to believe God for everything, Smoking seems like the only answer at first. <laughs> Until you get more of Jesus. <laughs> Once you get more of Jesus, then you can, you know. You've heard my story about the snowstorm that came years ago. I bought boxes of cereal, gallons of milk, 
and two cartons of cigarettes. And I thought, I am ready for this blizzard. I would not have been ready without those cigarettes. And we didn't have to stand in the snow then. You just killed your children along with you. <laughs> okay, enough of that. We're going on with this if you're online. Okay, number three, bring your body into line. Everybody say your body. Your body always wants something. Something. Uh, you know, there's just so many temptations today. Uh, you know, you just drive down the street. If you drive down 26, you know, your, your mind your, is getting agreement with your flesh that you need everything, every fast food that is along that place. My husband, you know, he can't go by. What's that donut shop you like? The donut shop you like. No, the one out on 26. I know. <laughs> He got so excited the other day, somebody told him arrears was open, and he gets these big things called bear claws. He loves those bear claws. Hallelujah. But he leaves them out so they dry out, and then he can dunk them in the coffee. That's a good thing, because then I don't enjoy them. Okay, 1 Thessalonians 5. Are you with me? This is what the Word of God says, and it says, when the day of the Lord comes, we're the light. Everybody say, we're the light. There will be darkness because it says in 1 Thessalonians 5, you are the sons of light and the sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. And then it goes on down. I love this scripture. God gave it to me a long time ago for a certain thing that, that he had told me that he wanted to do and he wanted me to do it. It was in uh, chapter 5, verse 23. Now may the God of peace, peace, everybody say peace, peace himself, Sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you, everybody say this, I'm called. I'm called. Every person who knows Jesus Christ has a calling on their life. It doesn't mean that it's just pastors or teachers or apostles or prophets. Uh, you know, those evangelists, those five offices, those are callings that God gives to help equip the saints for the work of the ministry. That's what it says in Ephesians 4. However, every person that God saves by his spirit, when we agree with God and we get into that relationship with Jesus, there's a call. There's a call. And it may be at first something that you're not even thinking about, but it has a purpose, whatever it is, like getting up on time gets real silent when you get to the good part. <laughs> like getting out of bed on time. Do you know that's important to God? Uh, like being on time. That's important to God. You know, it's not a personality trait. It, it's a discipline. But it's important to God. Those things are the beginning of next step faith. Because you're bringing your entire being into line with the truth of the word of God. And so when you do that, it says here, he who calls you is faithful who also will do it. You know, have you ever just wanted to just not do something and there's this voice that will not leave you alone? That's faithful is he who called you. He will do it. He will continually remind you until you do it. <laughs> because it's something that's going to bless someone else probably. It's going to bless you and ultimately it glorifies God so everything he asks has a purpose a destiny in Ephesians 4 1 through 3 let's read that one it talks about your calling 
I, therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, this was Paul speaking, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling. Everybody say, worthy of the calling. With which you were called. And then it goes on in the, it says, with all lowliness and gentleness and with long suffering. How many of you know there can be some suffering to the calling that God puts on our life? Bearing with one another in love. How many of you know that's a work? How many of you have been around some people that, you know, you are bearing in it with love most of the time? Hallelujah. Endeavoring, everybody say endeavoring. That means you will have to work at it. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit. That's the spirit of God with your spirit, soul, and body all in agreement in the bond of peace. So whenever you, you start to do something for the Lord... It's kind of an inside job first, which is your spirit man getting in agreement with what the spirit of God says. Then it's your mind beginning to rehearse over and over and over the truth of the word of God that you have heard or that you've read until it becomes stronger than your emotions, the way you used to think, uh, the way other people see it, uh, because people will always try to help you. And some people you know, are sincere, but they're sincerely wrong. Does that make sense? Because people oftentimes see that it's something that you really, in the natural, they look at you and say, you couldn't do that. And they want to keep you from being hurt. Listen, if you're walking with God, you're going to get hurt sometime. So just understand that. But God's giving you the grace to let it go. And we're going to talk about that today because uh, not too long ago we were in prayer in here one morning and I heard this, never thought of this before. The body of Christ has no power because they walk in unforgiveness. So I said, Lord, where am I walking in unforgiveness? Because I want power. How many of you know that's the answer to that? Not, oh, no, something's wrong with me. Don't go down that road. Just say, God, what is it you want to show me so I can get rid of it, so I can get on with business? Yeah. Amen? So many Christians spend time figuring out everything that's wrong with them instead of being motivated that God is with them. So whatever is not working right, God will fix it. Faithful is he who called you. He will do it. Everybody say, he will do it. And I know sometimes in my life, I've, I've struggled with that. In Matthew 12, 25, and this really is a scripture about um, they were accusing Jesus of doing miracles by Satan. And uh, Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house, you know, you are the temple of the Lord, you, you are a house, is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself cannot will not stand. What does that mean? When you begin to know what God's telling to you to do, you will not be able to stand in the day of adversity and do what God told you to do if your house, if your spirit, soul, and body are not in agreement with what God is saying. I remember Brother Copeland saying he, he, he lost hundreds of pounds over the years because <laughs> he dieted all the time. And then one day, God said to me, said to him, well, that's a spirit of gluttony. So just get it off your life. He fasted for so many days, and it changed his whole life. 
and and he never has had a problem against again with that on in his life you know sometimes you know gluttony oh well god can take care of that faithful as he who called you he will do it so when god speaks things to us i'm trying to make them things that we all have to deal with on a regular basis we're going to talk about joseph in a minute and he was definitely called by god uh his 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 road to that calling was not the easiest road but he was definitely called but you have to get yourself together. Everybody say, get yourself together. <laughs> Joseph had to get himself together because he had many opportunities to let go of the dream that God gave him. Amen? A house divided against itself cannot stand. And uh, the main, uh, I think one of the main things the devil uses is to get us in confusion within ourselves. Oftentimes we're worried about circumstances and situations, but a lot of the time it's just us. I mean, we don't need any help from the devil. We got it all under control, all by ourselves. We are so messed up just in our thinking compared to what we want to do on the inside and then what we think about it. And then our flesh starts saying, oh, let's just, let's just go eat cookies and forget about it. You know, or let's just go drink a beer and it'll be all over. Or maybe we'll have five or whatever they do, people do. See, there's always ways to cover up what God's told you to do, but they're not a, they're, they may be a quick fix, but they're not going to get you where you want to go. They won't get me where I want to go. And uh, I know, I know the enemy's devices. Last night about two o'clock in the morning, I woke up and just all these thoughts, you know, there's things that happen in your life that when God's getting ready to do something and he needs you to be focused and going down this road, he starts uh, causing you to remember those things. And then before long, you're just really beside yourself because you're right back in all of that garbage. That's, that's one of the devil's tricks. That's when you got to get yourself together. Now, me, I just go get Pastor Bill, wake him up and say, pray for me, lay your hands on my head. Devil's attacking my mind. And this is Pastor Bill. Huh? 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 And then he just slings that heavy hand right up on my head <laughs> and prays and I hobble off back to bed. You know... But I, I know that sometimes I have to get him in agreement with me. You sometimes have to find somebody who will get in agreement with you, not try to make excuses or try to talk you out of it. Someone who will rise up in faith and do what the Word of God says. And so all of us, all of us are, are subject to this kind of, you know, not understanding. And by the end, we don't even know who we are. How many of you have ever got all done and thought, well... I don't even know who I am anymore. I've had people tell me that. I just don't even know anymore. Well, let's go back to when you believe the lie because you are who you are because God created you for a destiny. We said it on purpose. And so when Joseph encountered this situation, you know, he went from the pit, well, to the prison, to prime minister. But uh, he didn't do all of that forgetting about who God said he was. And God did not forget about him. That's even more important in all those situations. Everybody say, no matter what I'm in, God is there with me. He is. You know, and, and he always is with us. He said, I will never leave you or forsake you. We separate or we pull away, but God doesn't do that. And so if we go back to Genesis 
you know, in 37, and we'll just go through this quickly because all of you know this story that are here today if you've been in the Word at all. But if you haven't and you're listening online or maybe you've never uh, read any part of the Bible, you've heard stories, I want to read this story to you a little bit, just parts of it, because it really does tell uh, how good God is to us. No matter what we're going through, God never gives up on us to get us where we're going. Faithful is he who calls you. He will do it. He will help you get yourself together. And so in this, in 37, chapter 37 of Genesis, it says, um, you know, Jacob had 12 sons. And um, his name's Israel here because his name's been changed. But Israel loved Joseph more than all his children. Everybody say, more than all his children. Now, that's a problem right there. Because children know when somebody else is favored over them. Amen? My mother loved my sister. My dad loved me. They both loved us both. But I seemed to click with daddy and her with mom. Everybody say, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, how many of you know you get along with some personalities better than others? But we were loved equally. We just, we just clicked, you know, uh, Daddy and I and, and Chris and my mom. When my sister Lisa came along, she, my, Chris always thought she'd see that look on her face. She did not like Lisa. <laughs> she, Lisa was 16 years younger, and she thought all the mother's affection fell on to Lisa. But mother loved us all the same. Everybody say all the same. But my mother loved what Lisa did. And so she went with her all the time. Jealousy and envy in families bring so much strife and division. And it tears it up. Families need to get it together. Amen? And recognize that we all have different giftings. We're all different. It's not an issue of love. Because we all love all of our family. I love all of my family. Some I don't understand. If you're watching, just forgive me. Uh, you know, it, some I don't understand why they do what they do, but I don't think that there's something wrong with them. I just don't understand. You know, it's possible to not understand and, and not get into a situation where it's divisive. See, but it says here, he loved Joseph more than all the other children because he was the son of his old age. I've always understood that because I watched my mom with my little sister, Lisa. And mother lived her dreams through Lisa. She was a Purdue cheerleader. Mother was a cheerleader. She was the first cheerleader in Logansport. When Lisa made cheerleader, mother went to every Purdue game. I mean every Purdue game. Every basketball game. Every football. Everything. As soon as Lisa wasn't cheerleader, mother never went back. Uh, see, you know, her, her affection was not football. Her affection was her child. She loved her. And, and he loved his son. And so he made him a tunic of many colors. That might have been a mistake. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. This was the beginning of the enemy using the brothers to try to stop God's dream for Joseph. It's important. You know, we laugh, but envy and jealousy are destructive and if we're concerned about somebody else being more important than us, we have an opportunity to be destroyed. There's nobody more important to God than you. It's just that we're all important to God. Amen? 
Even those people that we think are just awful, they're important to God. Some grandma may be praying for that person. So they're vital to God and to the kingdom. So it goes on. He said he had this dream, and he told his brothers, well, you know, now they hate him more. But he tells them the dream, and at the end of the story is that they're all going to eventually bow down to him. Not just the sons, uh, uh, his brothers, but also his father is going to bow down to him. Well, now they really are, they, they hate him. And, you know, when you hate, when you get into hate, you get into emotions, the, the, that soulish realm. And once you get in the soulish realm, unless there's something in your spirit that can overtake that, you're going to act on that. That's why it's so important to get yourself together and get your spirit stronger than your soul because there will be opportunities. There will be opportunities for this to happen. And so ultimately, uh, they decide to kill him. He, he goes to take them some things for his dad. It says in verse 18, Now when they saw him afar off, before he came near, when they conspired, they conspired against him to kill him. And they said, Look, this dreamer's coming. Let's just throw him in this pit, and some wild beast will devour him. And uh, then we'll see what becomes of his dreams. Well, this isn't his dream. It's God's dream that God gave to him. See, this isn't his dream. It's God's dream. It's his assignment. Now, so we know just like when um, Abraham took Isaac to the mountain that God is going to provide some way of escape. Everybody say he always does. So when Reuben heard it, he was the oldest one like our Reuben back there is the oldest in Heather's family. He said, let's not kill him. (laughs) So instead, they decide to throw him in a pit because they saw some traitors coming. And so they just take him away. And then they put blood on the tunic to let their dad know that he actually was killed. See, this is when hatred becomes reality to them. They are killing him. Because they put the blood on the garment that says he's dead. And he's not dead. But God's dream isn't dead. And Joseph isn't dead. And so Joseph gets hauled off to Egypt. Then he ends up in Potiphar's house. Now Potiphar had a wife who really liked Joseph. But, you know, if you don't have yourself together, you know, and and you have this opportunity of lust seeking you, Now, it's going to get really quiet in here. (laughs) But this is the truth of why we're in the mess we're in, in our nation. Lust took over. Lust for money, lust for sex, lust for all the things that the enemy knows will divide you within yourself. We're not talking about the devil here. We're talking about we, us. Now, the devil brings the temptations. But if you've got yourself together, you can hold on. I mean, it's a fight, but you can do it because God is with you. And so when this happened, thank God Joseph held himself together. Because in the end, because of what he did, he was thrown into prison. And But in the prison, if you read the story, and I'm paraphrasing now, it says that he still flourished. Why? Because the dream was real. The dream. The next step faith is always whatever God has called you to, it's real. It's real. But just like Joseph, there's going to be things along the way. And, you know, you could blame it on the family. 
You could blame it on Potiphar's wife. But ultimately, it's got to do with Joseph's decision to keep it together. Everybody say, keep it together. And unless you understand that you're a three-part being, you won't even know what's happening. Because temptation comes to the flesh and to the soulish realm. What you see, what, what you hear. Uh, the flesh always is saying, yes. You know, it says at Proverbs that it's never satisfied. You know, your flesh is never satisfied. It just always wants more. But, but the mind is supposed to be the decision maker. And so if you renew your mind to the will of God, then you're going to make the right decision because your will, which is in your soulish realm, is going to agree with God. And so when Joseph ran out of that house and was thrown into prison, he was still all together. Are you getting this today? When he came out of that prison, he ends up by the same Pharaoh that put him in the prison because of his wife. When he had a dream, you know, God will use anything to get you where you're supposed to be. He will use a person to rescue you. He will use a situation to rescue you that maybe you didn't even ever dream would happen. Joseph revealed uh, dreams to the, to the baker and uh, the butler, and uh, they turned out to be exactly what, what the dreams were. But he had said to the, I think it's the baker that lived, he actually lived, and went back to serve the king. He took him out of prison. He forgot all about Joseph. How many of you ever thought they forgot about me? Now I'm really mad. You know, I, I'm beyond hurt. I'm mad. Now I'm just mad. Now I may get over it if I get to be what I want to be. But there's a root that's going to bear fruit. It's called bitterness. And it'll get inside you. And whatever it is that God's called you to do, you're not going to do it. Because the enemy is going to come for that. Because he knows that's in there. And then he's going to come. And he's going to grab onto that. And because you haven't let go of it and haven't walked in forgiveness, he has every right to do it. Because it's sin. And the wages of sin are death. See, when you really let God do what he wants to do. How many of you know you go to the doctor and he gives you an examination to see what's going on? You know, they check your blood, they do chest x-ray. All of that is to see what's going on in us that we may need some help with. That's what God tries to do with the body of Christ. As soon as the body of Christ hears the word sin, I don't sin. You know, I just, I just do what I like to do. It's okay. It's not sin. And, of course, the world says nothing's sin. Do whatever you want to do. But if you hang with those people long enough, you will not be together anymore. You will be split. You know, they, they have those words that they have, bipolar, and all these words that they're using today. A lot of that has nothing to do with an illness. It has to do with sin. Now, please don't turn off your whatever you're watching because this will set you free. Sin, the only way out of sin is to repent and be re. Freshed. In Acts, it says, when the Spirit of the Lord came, in the book of Acts, chapter 2, it says, when they repented, they were refreshed. What does that mean? They were, they were brought back to life like a breath of fresh air, like, oh, 
thank goodness that's gone. See, if, if what I heard is true, then we all need to say, God, help me. Because this is the day when I need the power. Right now is when I need the power. And if there's any unforgiveness, then call it whatever you have to call it, but I repent. You know, if you watched yesterday, they were in Washington. And uh, we watched the march from 12 to 2 on uh, TBN. And uh, Franklin Graham uh, held a march, and they prayed at different places. And uh, they repented for things that haven't been done right in this nation. And, and the church is supposed to be the body of Christ in the earth that would never let anything like this happen without a fight. Amen? And so, it, but, but sometimes we get angry, you know, like Joseph could have been angry at that baker. But, you know, he, he continued to go on in that prison. The reason I know he didn't do wrong is because God kept exalting him. And if you get into unforgiveness, it will stop everything. Why? Because God's mad at you? No. Because sin can, be dis- can destroy you. And so God can't take you to where next step faith is till he gets that, out of the, gets that rooted out of there. Because when you get to that next step, then there's going to be greater resistance. And that thing that's in there, he's going to come for. The devil will come for. And you don't have yourself together. You know, that you can't be together with unforgiveness. And so Joseph got out of that prison, and he became the prime minister. Now, why did he become the prime minister? Because eventually, everybody say, eventually, God was going to take those children out of Egypt and take them to the promised land. It was part of a huge plan. Joseph wasn't just part of, oh, we'll take care of them in Egypt. Remember he said he took them to Goshen? That's the land they got because they were shepherds. And so they got this land, Goshen. When all those plagues were coming through Egypt, the land of Goshen had light. The land of Goshen did not have frogs. The land of Goshen had everything they needed. Everything they needed. That happened because Joseph kept himself together. He ran that nation in seven years of prosperity, seven years of famine, and eventually eventually everything that he did had to do with what God was going to do in the future. See, it's not just about us. It's what's coming. It's our kids. It's, it's other people that are going to be involved. Well, his brothers, you know, when the, when the rubber hit the road there and they met him and he revealed himself to them, um, he said something different than what they thought. And I want to look at, um, this is chapter 45 of Genesis. And this is what, when he revealed himself to his brothers, I don't have time for the whole story, but it says, but now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves. This is what Joseph is saying. Now they've thrown him in the pit. As far as his father knew, he was dead. And you, you, because you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. If you keep yourself together, you don't know who it is that's going to be saved. You don't know what you're going to do for the future of the kingdom of God. He said, and these two years, the famine has been in the land, and there are still five years in which there will be neither plow harvesting. And God sent me before you to preserve posterity for you in the earth and to save your lives. Save your lives. This is called forgiveness (laughs) beyond. (laughs) 
uh, by a great deliverance. So now it was not you who sent me here, but God. What a way to get there. Could there have been another way? I'm sure. But God always makes a way no matter what happens. Everybody say, God will always make a way if I keep myself together. Um, and he has made me father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. You want to rule and reign, keep it together. Because with God, we're called to rule and reign. That's what it says in Romans. Now, everything's good till the father dies. Now the brothers are a little more scared because daddy's gone and they still have Joseph to deal with. I love the end of the story. It's in Genesis 50. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, perhaps Joseph will hate us and may actually repay us for all the evil which we did to him. How many of you know people that are just, they just want to repay someone for what they did to them because they think it stopped them from being or, or getting to be or do what God called them to do. It says, um, actually, for, for all the evil that we did to him. So they sent messengers. They didn't go first. They sent messengers saying, before your father died, he commanded us saying, thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespass of your brothers and their sin, for they did evil to you. That's what their father told him to do. So now please forgive the trespass of the servants of God, of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Some people would be, finally. Finally, they recognize what they did. Everybody say, that attitude won't go anywhere. That will not get you anywhere. He wept. Then his brothers also went and fell down on it before his face, and they said, Behold, we are your, we are your, we are your servants. And Joseph said, Do not be afraid, for, uh, for am I in the place of God? In other words, I'm not God. That's between you and God. But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. That's why we sang that song. You took what the enemy meant for evil, and you turned it for good. Therefore, I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. And it says, when you meant it for evil, he meant it for good. In order, why? In order to bring about, as it is this day, to save many people alive. Now, therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you. What an example. You know, you did all that to me, but I am going to take care of you because it wasn't you. It wasn't you. It was God getting me where I needed to be. That's somebody who's got it together. I will provide for you. And he spoke kindly to them. Let's stand. Father, I thank you for your word today. I thank you that it's truth. You know, in Galatians, it says, stand fast in the liberty by which Christ has made you free and do not be entangled. Everybody say entangled. Entangled, entangled again. Again, entangled again with a yoke of bondage, attempt to be, attempting to be justified by the law. If you do, you have fallen from grace. Everybody say grace. grace. You know, forgiveness is a choice that we make. But 
it's it, the ability to do it is by grace. It's by the gift that God has put on the inside of us, you know. And um, I just wanted to take a few minutes this morning because the Holy Spirit can show us things. And, and I do believe it was a word from the Lord. I've never thought of that before, that the power of the body of Christ was limited because of them walking in unforgiveness. It's so easy to walk in unforgiveness. And, you know, you just, you just are waiting on somebody to get it right so everything will be okay. But, you know, it's not about anybody else getting it right. It's about us getting ourselves right. Once we get ourselves right, it's okay. It says that we, the spirit wars against the flesh. It talks about that in Galatians chapter 5. And so there's, there's a war. How many of you have ever felt that war? You know, you think you're okay, and then you just something rise up on the inside of you, and there it is again. It's just this ugly thing that comes back up. And so it says when you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's in Galatians 5, 16 through 18. It says in Mark 11, 25 and 26, you know, right before that says, have faith in God. If you speak to the mountain, you believe in your heart, and you speak to that mountain, it will be removed. But then it finishes up saying, you have to choose to forgive them. We're going to start praying in this church every Sunday night. And uh, it will be in here, not, she said, in the children's area. But I really felt we need to worship and pray both. Because worship says, God, we're taking, we're letting you do this. We're, we're standing in this place and we're worshiping you for who you are. And now we're going to give these prayers to speak into the lives of situations. The purposes of the enemy are stopped in our nation. We are going to take an active role. But we are not going to have any unforgiveness to try to stop what we're doing. And I believe God arranged the whole thing because... You know, today was the day I felt to share this story. And it, it, if we get ourselves together, there is nothing the devil can do to pull us out of where we are. You know, I just, I, ever since you came, I just felt to tell you that God sees your heart. And where you've walked before, you're not ever going back there. You are on the road to, to freedom. And that road to freedom has angels around you, the Spirit of God carrying you. And greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You are going for it, girl. And God is with you. Amen. Father, I thank you for this congregation today. I thank you for those that are watching online. Lord, I know that the enemy likes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's the thing he, he does. But it says you came to give us life and give it more abundantly. So that's the life we want to live. That's the life this morning that we want to walk in. And so today, Lord, I ask you to just, as uh, we sing this song, as John leads us, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Lord, I just thank you that you will uh, quicken them. If there's anything in them that just needs to be taken care of, if they want to come down to the altar, or they're just where they are. But just to let go, just to let it go. And, and, and you may have to reveal it to us, Lord, because sometimes things have happened and, and we, just, we just covered them up, but we didn't really let it go. We didn't just say, I, I choose to forgive. Thank God Jesus forgives me and my sin. I choose to forgive. I want you to pray this with me, and then we're going to worship for a few minutes and just let God do what he wants to do. And I want you to just say this. If this is in your heart, Father, I ask you to reveal to me any place in my life where I have walked with unforgiveness. 
Lord, I ask you to show me, to heal me, and to help me let go. I know with you, all things are possible. And it isn't possible by myself. But it is possible by your grace. I thank you, Lord, you saved me by grace. And you deliver me by grace from every stronghold in my life. And unforgiveness can be hidden from me. But I ask you to shine the light in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Yeah, just begin to worship him. Come find this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To by your presence Lord. Holy Spirit you are welcome come flood this place and fill the atmosphere your glory God is what our hearts long for to be by your presence, Lord. Now, I'm just going to let John sing. I want you to just take a minute. You begin to talk to God. Go ahead and sing, John. You just sing. Thank you, Jesus. There's nothing worth more than ever come close. Nothing can compare You are living home Your presence, Lord Thank you, Jesus Thank you, Jesus I've tasted and seen I'm sweet as the my heart becomes free and my shame is untied. Your presence, Lord. Now, I just want you to lift your hands. Just lift your hands. Just let whatever God has shown you, just let it go. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come forth. Place in the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, Lord, thank you. Thank you. You're just lifting every burden to him. Every place, every place, every place where the enemy is trying to build a kingdom. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for to be overcome. 
situation and I am not going back in Jesus name the Holy Spirit you will quicken them no I'm not I'm not going to do that again I'm, I'm walking out of this I'm going forward and I'm never going back I'm never going back in Jesus name would you come down here I want to put my hands on you the Bible says if you lay hands on somebody they can be set free yeah we have that camera you know um, I just I, 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 I just feel like you need to know that you're going to make it think that thought comes against you all the time you know this is just for a minute i'm gonna i'm gonna get you later that's what the enemy wants you to believe but he isn't going to be able to get you because god's put a hedge of protection around you and he loves you he loves you father i thank you i thank you today i thank you father for your love for your mercy for your grace for your mercy for your grace thank you god that you just do a work in your right now from the top of her head and soles of her feet of love the love of God the love of God that he's got you just like just like this he's got you all the time all the time and he's not gonna let you go he's not gonna let you go you're not going back you're not going back in Jesus name father I thank you that people who maybe are watching today people who uh, who maybe right are by themselves Lord let them know that there with them. Let the love of God begin to flood where they are. Let a peace begin to flow into where they are. Holy Spirit, you can do it. You can do it. Father, we pray for our nation right now. We just, we lift up the people of our nation, that, especially Christians that maybe around the world, they're walking in unforgiveness. They've gotten upset. They've gotten angry. 
and then that they're 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 believing you that, that you're going to do what they want you to do but yet they're bound up in this unforgiveness we bind it in the name of jesus and we take authority over it we say the body of christ is not held by anything that belongs to the enemy and sin is his way sin is his way to steal, to kill, and destroy. We bind it in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that when we pray, we believe that you hear us. And we know that if you hear us, that we have the petitions that we desire of you. And we bind, we bind unforgiveness. We bind that work of unforgiveness in people's lives where they've taken that thought. And some of you that are watching, you know, you're sitting out there and, and you're by yourself because the enemy is tried to get you into captivity just like Joseph was in that prison but God wants to set you free he wants you out of that place the body of Christ needs you you need to be back with other believers you need to be in the house of God you need to be hearing the word of God in a place where the anointing can come and deliver you and help you in Jesus name and I bind the lies of the enemy that whatever happened whatever situation happened in the name of Jesus let go forgive and let it go let it go because you are valuable to the kingdom you are valuable to the kingdom of god every one of god's children are valuable to him even the lost are valuable to god we just thank you today lord if there's anybody watching who has never received you who doesn't even you know who doesn't even believe that right now the blinders are coming off their eyes in jesus name and they are reaching out they are reaching out they are reaching out to you, Jesus, because you do have the answer. Yes, he does have the answer. You may think nobody's got the answer for this mess. Yes, he does have the answer. He loves you, and he has made a way where there is no way. Just grab a hold of Jesus. Wherever you are today, just say, Jesus. Say that with me, everybody here. Jesus, save me. Deliver me from darkness. Lift me out of this pit. Help me so that I can be who I'm called to be. I don't believe I could do it alone, but I can do it with you. So I ask you in Jesus' name, deliver me from evil. Help me to let go of unforgiveness and hate and bitterness in Jesus' name. Set me free by the blood of Jesus. Now, you may not even know what that prayer meant, but God does. And the devil does too. And in Jesus' name, he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And God loves you. He has a purpose and a destiny for you. And he will deliver you from evil if you will call on his name, Jesus. Jesus, the name above all names. In Jesus' name. How many in here believe that today? Everybody say, I am free because God sets me free. Amen. Well, let's make our confession. If you're watching, let's all say this together. I